right, three weeks from today. Thank you, Scott Shannon. You are the ultimate jury. You get to decide. You know, I talked to a uh, friend of mine earlier today who said he's worried that the that people are going to be deflated by the polls. You know, Biden ahead by 14, Biden ahead by 13, Biden ahead by 12. Biden. And I said, do you really believe that people still trust these people because they get everything wrong? Um, I can't assure you right now that we will shock the world again and that the mob and the media at some point will have to say these words. We can now project that Donald J. Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. But what I can assure you is this, is if all of you that see what he has done for the country and see what he's been up against, if all of you listening to this program and th- those that listen to Rush and 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 the great one, Mark Levin, and watch watch primetime on Fox and uh, and those of you that care about your country and understand how high the stakes are here. If you do your part, especially Florida, especially Georgia, especially North Carolina, Ohio, especially Iowa and Arizona, uh, and especially Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, maybe even Minnesota. We can look at Minnesota. We can look at Nevada. We can look at New Hampshire. Uh, Congressional District Number 2 in Maine, it matters a lot. If you do your part and you get out and vote and convince as many of your friends and family and colleagues of what is at stake, then we can win. This election is winnable. This and and there is no doubt, nobody in the you know, I've never seen institutional forces. I keep telling people this. You look at the media mob, they hate Donald Trump. Every second minute hour of every twenty-four hour day, they are committed to defeating Donald Trump and helping, you know, this this weak, frail cognitively struggling half a corpse since he's got like no energy joe biden to become president they are protecting him they're not asking him any tough questions can you imagine donald trump you know saying i'll tell you after the election don't you don't the people have a right to know if you're going to pack the u.s supreme court no they don't deserve to know what can you imagine let me tell you what the power grab is. You want to know what you want to know what Joe and Kamala Harris's America is going to look like? Take a good long hard look at states like New York and California because that's exactly what'll start happening to the rest of the country. And I don't know how you recover because with Chuck Schumer and everything's on the table and packing the Supreme Court, well, what does that mean? You know, a good friend of mine said, you're not explaining court packing and how important this is. Well, that would be the first time in 150 years. And Joe and the Democrats have come up with a convoluted definition of court packing, which is, oh, if you're if if a president nominates in an election year, a Supreme Court justice for an open seat, that's court packing. No, it's not. That's doing your constitutional duty. Nice try. And by the way, Amy Coney Barrett is running rings around these Democratic senators. I mean, 
she, not a note in front of her, and she is tearing it up and them up at the same time. I've never seen such a beatdown. Uh, brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, judge, and, and she'll be an incredible addition to the U.S. Supreme Court. Really just, you know, just amazing. But this what court packing is, look, there are judicial philosophies a textualist, a textualist, an originalist, a constitutionalist, you know, any, anything that would describe, for example, Antonin Scalia, the great Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, guys that believe in separation of powers, right? We have co-equal branches of government. We have the executive branch, we have the legislative branch, and we have the judicial branch. Okay. It is not the role of the judicial branch to take on the job of the legislative branch and write laws and do it through, you know, remember, these are unelected positions. They're lifetime positions. And in that sense, people then become unaccountable. And if you do follow the the Ginsburg rule, which Amy Coney Barrett is herself quoted numerous times today, I mean, it can't be any more straightforward. And, and she's just following in the footsteps of people that have gone before her. And that is that, you know, no, no hints, no previews, no forecast from a nominee at a hearing. In other words, I'm not going to give you any hint or tell you how I'm going to vote on a case that potentially would come before me, even though you'd like to know. Now, Democrats, they love Justice Ginsburg, but they don't like it when uh, somebody they believe has a, an originalist a judicial philosophy brings it forward. It's very simply this. Liberals want to stack the court with extra justices to guarantee that they have a majority. And then what they'll do is they'll go judge shopping. And then their hopes are that they'll get court rulings where, where things that they could never win at a ballot box in a free and fair election or legislatively ever accomplish they, the judges will do it vis-a-vis uh, executive or judicial, rather, fiat. In other words, legislating from the bench. In other words, rendering the other two branches of government, you know, useless, frankly. Now, when you put all the components of the power grab together, okay. So, you know, no, people don't deserve to know if I'm going to pack the courts. People are going to have widespread amnesty. What, I don't know. How many people is that? 11 million, 15 million, 16 million. I've seen all sorts of numbers. Uh, we're going to give statehood to D.C. and elsewhere, assuming that the two senators always elected in D.C. or Puerto Rico are always going to be Democrats. Why? That would then give four Democratic seats uh, to an additional four seats in the U.S. Senate for Democrats. That would, in their minds, guarantee a Democratic Senate majority in perpetuity, uh, then they'll go from there. What's next? They think, well, if we give amnesty, then the people we give amnesty to, they're going to vote Democratic as well. Uh, That might put states like Texas and Georgia and North Carolina in even more play than they are now. Well, then then it's one-party rule. Well, Hannity, you might be, no, I'm not going overboard. That's what's at stake three weeks from today. All of this is in play. So if you want, if you are deflated by polls, don't be. Because we had the same polls in 2016. 
Now, there's certain things that I look for in polls, certain pollsters I trust, and we have our pollsters that we put on the program, John McLaughlin and Matt Towery and Scott Rasmussen, different from Rasmussen Reports. And we'll continue to update you and, and see what you know transpires. But at the end of the day, it's going to be you, the American people, especially if you are in one of these toss-up or what we call a swing state. If you live in Michigan, your vote really matters. Wisconsin, it really, really matters. Iowa matters. Minnesota matters. Pennsylvania, if the president wins Pennsylvania, it's huge. Ohio is just necessary for a Republican. No Republicans ever made it to the White House without Ohio. The same with Florida. You know, we've had some changes, et cetera, in in states like more Democrats moving into states like Georgia and North Carolina, even Texas. Although I'm not worried about Texas. Uh, Arizona, uh, Nevada, all these states matter. And ultimately... You know, this they are hoping that I've never seen all of the forces aligned to this extent. You got the entire Democratic Socialist Party aligned against Donald Trump. They hate him. The media mob, 99 percent of the media mob hates Donald Trump. They just hate him. Then you got the, the Lincoln Project, rhino Republicans that say they're Republicans. In other words, it, they seem to be like a coalition of sort of like the land of misfit toys, people that never could win elections on their own that would give us candidates like John McCain, like Mitt Romney. I'm not saying anything bad about either one of them. I think they both would have been better presidents than Barack Obama by a long shot. I think Mitt Romney would have been a better president than John McCain, my own personal feeling. I respect John McCain's, you know, he was a hero to the country. But he's certainly not a conservative you know, notice notice how the, the liberals that now are courting the likes of Mitt Romney, look how they treated him during the campaign. It's pretty unbelievable. Now, I don't know. I can give you all sorts of anecdotal information and evidence that that might tell us, OK, the president has an enthusiastic, strong base, but he's going to need everybody to show up. Now, we watched last night if the rally down in Sanford, Florida, is any indication about how, first of all, his performance last night uh, certainly shows how far therapeutics for coronavirus have come because, what, it's 10, 11 days since his diagnosis, and, and he's got more energy on one given night than Joe Biden has on three given months. Anyway, so massive tens of thousands of people showed up last night uh, to watch the president totally on his game, full force energy. He goes, we're going to take whatever hell they gave me and distribute it around to hospitals. Everyone is going to have the same therapeutics as your president. And he said, and you're not going to pay for it either. I mean, anyone in the media point that out? No. President has a rally now tonight, I guess, in Pennsylvania. Apparently it's pouring in Pennsylvania. Anyway, now we, we watch Biden's huge event. Him and Kamala could barely get 50 supporters. Tens of thousands of people showed up to see the president in Sanford, Florida last night. Pro-Trump caravans, hundreds of vehicles long, appearing spontaneously all over the country. These boat parades crack me up. I, I, I almost want to go down and take a week off and go boating on one of those boat parades because it seems like one big tailgate to me and a lot of fun and a lot of Americans having a great time. 
Uh, but in New York alone, by the way, over the last three weeks, there have been caravans actually in New York City and upstate on the New York Thruway. Even Long Island's North Shore had one. And even in Connecticut, just outside of New Haven, had one. There's even been reports of them happening and spontaneously popping up in California. Anyway, the Thruway caravan was four miles long. I'll show you a slow-mo you know, go through the length of the crowd last night. It is massive. But everything that we believe in, the stated policies of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the power grab that they are now signaling that they fully and completely support, it represents a clear and present danger. Because if those policies are ever implemented, we'll never recover. You know, once once you implement socialism at that level, I don't see how you how you turn it around. I guess there's always a way, but I don't see it, especially when you couple it with a power grab where the courts and where, you know, amnesty and and every other effort that they want to put in to, again, gain power, statehood, more senators. I don't know how you get I don't know how you reconfigure the the balance of power in the country it'll be one party state rule which by the way follows in the great historical failure of socialism tried around the globe no matter what name it's given no matter what form or manifestation it takes on and as we roll along 800 941 you want to be a part of the program it's so frustrating because and i understand that you know Everybody, there's an appeal to some people that everything in life is going to be free, 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 free. And despite the media mob not ever daring to vet Joe Biden, they like apologetically will say, sir, I know. Can I ask you one more question about, you know, do people have a right to know if you're going to pack the courts? No, they don't deserve to know. Oh, Sir, okay, I've got sorry. to ask you about packing the courts. And I know that sure. you said yesterday you aren't going to answer the question until after the election. Uh, but this is the number one thing that I've been asked about from viewers uh, in the past couple of days. Well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they're doing to the court right now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. Deserve. I'm not going to play his game. No, they don't deserve to know. That's his answer. And despite the mob's uh, attempts to change the subject, the economy, too, on top of everything else. Oh, we got good news on COVID today. And I can't believe what I can't believe I'm going to cite the New York Times. I'll tell you after the break. But anyway, they do not. They are protecting him. It's like Joe Biden, weak, frail, hiding in his basement bunker, cognitively challenged, you know, doesn't know. You know, what office he's running for some days, what day of the week it is on other days. I literally can't remember, you know, simple things like our declaration and is and they just protect him. And they're allowing him not to answer such important issues like packing the court or D.C. statehood or how are we going to pay for the health care you promised for amnesty of 11, 15 million people? Unbelievable. He's never gotten a tough question. You get to change the narrative in in just 21 days, three weeks from today. 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Washington Examiner uh, reporting on the latest Zogby analytics survey. 
There's only one survey that really matters. It's election day. And I'm telling you, just have a sense of urgency. If the stated agenda of Biden and Kamala Harris are ever implemented, America as we know it will be a country, a great republic in decline. It will be as Reagan, Reagan's admonition was very clear. Freedom is but one generation away from extinction. Anyway, Zogby, uh contest is very close, he's saying, in battleground states. In the battlegrounds, Trump, he has leading 46-43 among likely voters. Nationally, Zogby has Biden leading Trump 45-43, but that would include states like New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California, Washington State, Oregon. Anyway, so Trump is winning with voters aged 30 to 49, 51-38, Generation X, 50-42, of swing voters that actually chose Barack Obama and then Trump in 2016 back to president. The president is coming back with independence, though Biden is still leading 39-34. Some positives for Biden. Older voters are choosing him over Trump. I'm going to tell you why I think that is. They're lying to you seniors out there. My friends that live in the villages, that live in Florida, I'm just telling you right now, Biden's ads are just lies. Donald Trump is not getting rid of pre-existing conditions. He has said it for four years. He's not taking away your Social Security and your Medicare either. It's one big lie. I don't know how Biden could be winning in the suburbs. I don't understand that at all. Between him saying police become the enemy and reallocating funds from the police and Kamala Harris praising the L.A. mayor for defunding the LAPD, $150 million. Biden leads Trump among suburban women. I'm not exactly sure why on that point, but, you know, you got to think this through because it matters. Um, and you're going to ultimately decide. One of the, you know, I think the one thing that the Democrats have been hanging their hat on and it really is frustrating for me, because when you look at what the president was told and all of the experts, all the, the the models that came out on covid, they were all wrong. China screwed the world over, but the president still was able to just instinctively smart enough, even though nobody thought he should do it at the time to put the China travel ban in effect 10 days after the first identified case of COVID-19 in the U.S., which was January 21st of this year. January 31st was the travel ban, then the subsequent travel ban to and from Europe, and, and the first quarantine in over 50 years. You know, you look at the Democrats, you know, people like Pelosi, come to China down. Mayor de Blasio, here's my recommendations for for early March where you should go out on the town. You know, Andrew Cuomo, we're not like these other countries. We're New Yorkers. And as New Yorkers, we have the best medical care in the world. All right. Well, that didn't work out either. You know, then, of course, the nursing home debacle. Now, I guess Joe Biden's considering him for AG. Oh, my gosh. God help us. Anyway, so. I don't even dislike Andrew Cuomo. I just disagree with him. And I don't think he did it on purpose with older people. I think he should have listened to his own health commission when they recommended the 15,783 ventilators they'd be short. 
when the pandemic hit, not if it hits, when it hits, how can we better make use of the 2000 we have was not a very good answer. Uh, But then the president, you know, the largest, the fastest medical mobilization in history. If the whole country shut down, we wouldn't have had any medical manufacturing. We wouldn't have had any food in any stores. New York Times, by the way, I mean, we can, you see it yourself. You can see it with the president. And you could see how quickly and how these, these therapeutics have evolved. I mean, remdesivir, now we have, uh, even though they might have put a hold, I guess, on one of the trials, I think it was the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine trial. The, 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 as they, it's a regular practice, by the way. If somebody gets sick, they have to see if they really got that sick from the vaccine that they've been given. And they usually put a halt or on the trial. They had one earlier with, I think it was uh, Moderna. I'm not, I don't remember, Moderna or AstraZeneca, I forget which one. And then they found out it was not, it was not vaccine related. And then they continued with the, the final stage trial. That's just the normal process of medical research and vaccines. Um, but now that we have, you know, convalescent plasma that has now led to Regeneron and Regeneron also is competing with Eli Whitney. I think they've had issues with theirs, but they're working out the kinks. But the bottom line is even the New York Times, you know, is reporting that a growing number of healthcare experts now believe we have turned the corner on the pandemic. This is the New York Times and that a return to normal life is on the horizon you know, the fact that we're in final stage testing for a vaccine and these therapeutics like Regeneron are, are it's game changing. And I said from day one, I kept repeating, I have faith in medical researchers, scientists, our doctors, our medical professionals. I knew in the end they'd pull us through, but it never was going to be easy. Nobody knew how bad it was going to be. And anyway, that's exactly what the president said two weeks ago. And the mob and the media went nuts. That we've turned the corner. I'm sure they'll be apologizing any minute. But this new report in the New York Times indicates experts have, quote, genuine confidence that the coronavirus pandemic will end, quote, far sooner than originally expected. Their words. The Times also notes that President Trump's Operation Warp Speed, which was the administration's early effort to facilitate and accelerate The development, manufacturing, distribution of vaccines, therapeutics, and diagnostics has, quote, worked with remarkable efficiency. What is going on at the New York Times? Did everyone get sick there? The New York Times goes on. Even have events have moved faster than I thought possible. I have become cautiously optimistic. New York Times science reporter Donald McNeil Jr. wrote, Quote, experts are saying with genuine confidence the pandemic in the U.S. will be over far sooner than they expected, possibly by the middle of next year. So it goes on. Sometimes in in the next three months, health experts say the FDA is likely to begin granting approval to vaccines now in the works. See, it's now happening and they don't they, they can't totally be on the record of being so wrong as they were with Russia, Russia, Russia. So this is what I would call a CYA, but I don't think they expected many of us to pay attention to it. The American Spectator had a good piece out today, you know, about Joe Biden's economic record, especially when you compare it to that of Donald Trump. 
They point out in 37 months, Trump has brought the unemployment rate from 4.7% to 3.5%, which included historic lows for African-Americans, Hispanics, disabled, high school dropouts. It took the Obama-Biden administration twice as long to get a similar drop in the unemployment rate. In Obama-Biden's last 19 months in office, the U.S. added just 26,000 manufacturing jobs. In Trump's first 19 months, manufacturing job growth in this country exploded. A whopping 830,000 new jobs were created, just as the president said would happen. Comparing the first terms, excluding 2009 when the U.S. was still in recession. So they're even giving, the, they're even giving Biden and Obama the benefit of the doubt. Trump added 6.6 million jobs in the first three years compared to 5.3 million. And that's taking out a full year of the first term of Biden and Obama. Wages were stagnant under Obama and Biden. Jumped significantly during Trump's first three years. Real median household income rose dramatically under Trump, increasing over 4,000 for the average family in just Uh, Three years under Biden-Obama, median household income was stagnant, only rising a thousand bucks after eight full years in office. They banned energy exploration on federal lands. They opposed the Keystone Pipeline. They pledged to drive the coal industry out of business. They funded the corrupt green energy boondoggles like Solyndra. And Trump ended the Obama-Biden energy bans, opened up Anwar, supported the Keystone and Dakota pipelines encouraged fracking, lifted regulations, and made America energy independent for the first time in 75 years. And now we're the largest producer of energy worldwide. That goes away if Joe Biden gets elected. Dow Jones Industrial went up 6,000 points in the Biden-Obama first term. In 2008, jumped nearly 8,000 points in Trump's first term. Unbelievable. Biden supported China's admittance to the W Trade Organ- World Trade Organization, where it abused international rules, wiping out manufacturing in the American Midwest. Trump forced China to the table when he secured that phase one deal. Biden supported NAFTA, which killed even more jobs in America. Trump replaced it with the U.S.-Canada-Mexico trade agreement that puts American workers and their products first. And, of course, their other deal. You know, by the way, Biden is slowly trying to put out the fire on on court packing that he created. I'm not a fan of court packing. The only problem is which definition does he support? Because Democrats are now using a phony definition. By the way, Biden questions uh, the memory of voters in a poll who say that they're better off now than they were four years ago. Gallup poll, September 14th to 28th, made headlines 56% of voters said that they were better off now than they were four years ago. Only 32% of them said they were worse off. By the way, that's even through a pandemic. Pretty amazing, actually. Now, Biden is saying, well, I'm not really a fan of court packing. What definition is he referring to, though? The one that's being used by Schumer and thinks he's being clever? Unbelievable. Uh, President Trump, nobody while I am president, nobody will touch your Social Security. The media mob won't report that. President says, get the word out. Republicans will always protect pre-existing conditions. By the way, all consistent with what he said in the past. Unbelievable. 
Unemployment dropped lower in four months under Trump than four years under Obama. All of this is on the, the ballot now coming up in three weeks from today. Trump, Biden and the Democratic Socialists will take away your guns. He's not wrong. By the way, Delaware's auto plants, they closed when Joe was Delaware's senator and vice president. Biden campaign is spending, you know, Sunday defending court packing. Unbelievable. Joe has been a cheerleader for China. We all know why now, because of all the money that Zero Experience Hunter was making. Russian oligarchs and nationals, Ukrainian oligarchs, Ukrainian nationals, Kazakh nationals, Chinese nationals. Biden tells voters, don't vote for me if you think you're better off under Trump. Okay, well, most people, according to Gallup, think they're better off under Trump. Black unemployment was so bad under Obama and Biden, even Maxine Waters was complaining. Somebody sent me a piece from the Politico, September 8th, 2011, hours before Obama addressed the joint session of Congress on his jobs plan. Maxine Waters demanded that uh, that Obama and Biden prove he cares as much about unemployed African-Americans. Um, so here we are, Biden telling vote, don't vote for me if you think you're better off under Trump. Okay, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. By the way, I'm told that the crowds lining up for tonight's Trump rally in Pennsylvania are massive. And guess what? Uh, it's pouring rain. It's unbelievable. I what can, what else can you say? I do have some information. The uh, former White House physician, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, and I've been saying it, everybody I talk to or I run into in my daily life, they ask me about what what the hell's going on with Biden? You know, you're like the only one reporting it, but we can see something's off. Anyway, he actually said that he doesn't believe he has the mental capacity to handle the rigors of the presidency. Now, just think for a minute. It's the hardest job in the world. He said, Dr. Jackson did, he's not up to the job in a conference call. I've watched Biden on the campaign trail, and I'm concerned that he does not have the mental capacity, the cognitive ability to serve as our commander in chief. He routinely gets lost in the middle of a thought and cannot recalibrate. Dr. Jackson, by the way, served as the White House physician from 2013 to 2018 for then-President Barack Obama, continued in that post under President Trump. He was nominated, by the way, by the president for the sec- for Secretary of Veterans Affairs. He is now a candidate, though, running uh, for a House seat in Texas. He goes, I'm not making a medical assessment. I never took care of the vice president. I'm not trying to remotely diagnose him with anything. I'm just saying this as a concerned citizen. We can all see something is going on here. He's having some extremely bad days, and this is serious. Oh, think about that three weeks from today. All right, glad you're with us. Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show. Toll free on numbers 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Uh, It's always a a privilege and a pleasure to uh, welcome back uh, Laura Trump to the program. I mean, one thing I tell her husband, Eric, and their two kids that don't understand what uh, their adopted Uncle Sean is saying is that Laura gets better ratings than Eric every time she's on. But uh, by the way, when I say that to him, he looks at me like, really, you're going to say it again? You, you were going to start in again? 
Um, how are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm great, Sean. Well, look, I'm not the one saying it. You are, and you only speak the truth. So what can I say to that? You know, <laughs> well, that, so, uh, no, it's true. Listen, I do know that you guys are crisscrossing the country. Uh, I know I don't. The whole family is out crisscrossing the country. Um, your life changed dramatically four and a half years ago. When the day that, that your father-in-law and Melania Trump came down that escalator, did you ever think it would be this nuts? Oh, my gosh. Well, and then compound everything with this year alone, 2020. Holy moly, what a year. No, we never would have expected this. I can tell you, growing up in North Carolina in a middle-class family, uh, I never in my wildest dreams thought I would participate in anything like a presidential campaign, election, et cetera. It's been absolutely wild, but I can tell you that I am so honored every single time I get to go out in this country. I get to campaign for my father-in-law. Um, I continue, Sean, to feel uh, like 2016 all over again where the media is missing uh, what the people on the ground really feel. But uh, because we are 21 days away from the most consequential critical election in uh, modern American history. We are not stopping a single day uh, until we win on November 3rd. So I'm in Pennsylvania today, North Carolina tomorrow. I'm in Michigan uh, the day after. We just keep going, and that's that's what we got to do. That's the name of the game. You know, I don't think people realize or recognize, and, and by the way, I chose this business to be in this stupid business that I'm in, and I, I still, in a sad way, love it, but maybe I'm nuts and, you know, whatever chip I guess you're supposed to have that cares when other people hate you and say horrible things about you and attack you often, I don't have it anymore. It doesn't exist. I don't think I don't think your father-in-law has it either. I don't think he really cares. That's my honest take. But I watch, you know, uh, you're under fire. Eric's under fire. Don's under fire. All the kids are under fire. Even Baron, for crying out loud, they attacked us. You know, he's not a little kid anymore. He's actually almost as big as Eric, I guess. Um, and you know, but you know, a great family and the whole family has come under unrelenting attacks. Did you expect it? And how do you handle it? Well, first of all, Eric will hate that I say this. I think Baron is just about edging him out in height. I do have a <laughs> He's photo. a tall kid. I know. I saw him recently. I know. I should post it for everybody to see. Eric would kill me. Um, so, so we might have Eric beat, but Look, I think the, the reality is people have seen that the hatred that is spewed from the left and from the Democrats I knows no limits. There is no low that is too low for these people. And whenever you actually don't have facts to back you up, whenever you don't have results like Donald Trump has produced for the American people, you resort to these kind of like playground tactics of, of being nasty to people and doing anything you can to malign people and, and discourage them from coming out and speaking on behalf of this president. Um, and so that's, that's what you've seen happen. Um, but you know what? I think, Sean, that the American people have seen the true colors of the Democrats. All you need to do is watch three minutes of this Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearing to see Oh, my how gosh. She's been amazing, by the way, hasn't she? She's been incredible. She has been incredible. And she is showing just how low these people are. And I think Americans are catching on to it. And look, we're going to get our true results on November 3rd, but it's why everybody needs to get out. Make sure you're registered to vote. Registration deadlines are closing very soon in many states across the country. Make sure you're registered and make sure you're voting Republican 
all the way down the ticket. Not only Donald Trump at the top, Sean, we got to send Nancy Pelosi back to San Francisco. I think she's got a hair appointment. She's got a lot of ice cream that's going to go bad. If she <laughs> a hair appointment take, without a mask on. I mean, oh, the, the, the <laughs> thought of it. Um, you know, I, I, I watch all the incoming that the whole family has taken. And, uh, you know, at times I'm like, I know that it, I think that's harder for your father-in-law, people ask me all the time, well, does he have to tweet so much? Does he have to fight so much? I'm like, well, how do you think you get anything done in Washington? Because you're not going to get it sitting on your hands. He would never have gotten the money for the wall. He wouldn't have gotten trade deals if he didn't convince these countries that he meant that he put tariffs on them. Uh, you, you don't take out the caliphate in Syria or Soleimani or Baghdadi or the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen unless you're tough. Uh, you know, you, you don't get the regulate deregulation you want. You don't get the tax cuts you want. You don't get the Supreme Court justices you want if you don't fight. And I'm, I want somebody that is a fighter. I don't know why for some people that that's so hard to accept. I don't want somebody that is weak and frail and frankly struggling cognitively like, you know, the half a corpse, Joe Biden, to be honest. You mean Sloppy Joe? As, as some Sloppy Joe, Joe. yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Flippy Floppy Joe, too. <laughs> Sloppy Joe. No, here's the reality. Whenever people have to remember this about Donald Trump, Donald Trump was beloved by so many in America. So many of the people who consistently criticize him were some of his very close friends, Sean. And when you know that these people know the truth and they are still lying about you out there well, in the mainstream media, on Twitter, on television, wherever it is, you got to fight back. Obviously, that is personal. It is absolutely personal. Thank God we have a fighter in the White House. You're right. It is about time we started winning again. As Americans, I am not yet tired of winning. I need four more years of more winning with Donald Trump. But that is, you're right, the only way that things get accomplished. And I'll tell you what, you know that he's doing something right when the swamp is fighting back so hard. They are fighting for their life. Because Donald Trump doesn't play their game. He doesn't need them. He doesn't need lobbyists, special interest groups. He is not, uh, you know, looking the other way while everybody else is getting rich except the American people. He is calling it like he sees it. And that is why they hate him. And that's why they fight him every day. People have to keep that in mind. I always try and remind people of that. We finally learned everything about Trump-Russia collusion was a made-up lie. They knew that the, the Hillary made it up. They knew that early. Obama was even briefed on it by his own CIA. We know the FBI knew that the subsource or the source for the dirty Russian misinformation steel dossier uh, was a known Russian operative. They knew that for 10 years and they still did it. They go through this phony impeachment over a phone call with President Zelensky of Ukraine and ignore quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter being paid millions and leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor fired. I've never now you have Joe Biden won't even tell us tell us if he's going to pack the courts. Nobody's asked him about D.C. statehood. How is he going to pay for health care for 11 or 15 million illegal immigrants that he's going to give amnesty to? I mean, all of those are power grabs, the likes of which we haven't seen in 150 years, Laura. Well, he said himself that he wants to fundamentally transform America. And I'll answer the question for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, since they won't do it themselves. Yes, they are planning to pack the Supreme Court. Yes, they are planning to fundamentally transform America. They want to change this country into a socialist country. It is, it's terrifying 
And if you love America, if you believe that this is the greatest country in the history of the world, if you love our American flag, if you believe in freedom, if you believe in the Constitution and your God-given rights, this is the most important election. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you go vote on November 3rd. If you can't go out and vote, then request an absentee ballot. Make sure it is counted. That is why this is so critical, because it's not just that we've got a guy who doesn't really know where he is or for which position he's running, running for president of the United States. It's not just that it's possibly the Harris-Biden administration. It is that these individuals are 100 percent controlled by the socialists who now run the Democrat Party, and they are going to implement socialist policies in America that will bankrupt this country and take us the way of Venezuela. It is terrifying. That's why this is so important, Sean. Laura Trump is with us. Uh, now, the polls are what the polls are. They are very reminiscent of 2016 and the election there. Zogby, though, had a, an interesting poll out that shows the president up in all of the swing states. But, you know, for a Republican to win, you start out without New York, New Jersey, California, Washington State, Oregon. And then you've got to run the table. Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, where you're from. Uh, the Buckeye State, Ohio, Iowa. Uh, you got to win Arizona, fight for Nevada. And then you got to pick off, uh, hopefully, Pennsylvania. We'll understand that Joe and Kamala mean it about fracking, and, or Wisconsin and, and Michigan and Minnesota and New Hampshire and the 2nd Congressional District of Maine. It's, it's never easy for a Republican to win the Electoral College based on, on the electoral advantage of these big liberal states. Well, yeah, and now they want to add more to that, the Democrats. They've said they want Washington, D.C., they want Puerto Rico. They want to uh, basically take over the entire system so that a Republican has no shot of winning ever again in America. But look, you referenced the polls. Here's the thing with the polls. Joe Biden actually does not have within each state, as of, uh, what, three days ago, as of uh, October 10th, he is actually down compared to what the polling showed Hillary Clinton was uh, the same exact day four years ago. So in look, the swing states I, you're re referring to specifically. Yeah, in the swing states specifically. So I have been in the swing states. I'm in Pennsylvania right now. I'll be in North Carolina tomorrow. I'm in Michigan the day after that. We're constantly traveling this country. What I can tell you, Sean, I have experiences like in my home state of North Carolina, we pulled our Women for Trump bus into a Target to go in impromptu stop. By the time we went in Target, the time we came at, out, there was a, a Trump rally that had kind of just formed in the parking lot around our bus. People who carry flags in their car. A woman made a banner on her own and just carries it in her car. This is the true enthusiasm. Don't be fooled by the polls, ladies and gentlemen. The goal of those is to tell you that it's not worth it to go out and vote for Donald Trump on Election Day. It is absolutely worth it. I don't care what state you're in. Every vote counts. That is your, your God-given right. You get one vote in this country. You better go use it. On November 3rd, do not be misled by the polling. Donald Trump will win, but only if every single person in this country that loves America gets out and votes for him. You know, Ronald Reagan said freedom is but one generation away from extinction. God help us if it's this generation. If their stated policies, you talked about the stakes in this election, if they implement their socialist policies, I don't see America ever recovering, and that's not hyperbole. No, we, we never get America back. Look, I, this this is now, for, for me as a mom now, Sean, in 2016, I didn't have kids. Now I have two kids, Luke, who's three, Carolina, who's one. It is personal for me, and it should be personal for every parent in America, because the reality is 
I want my kids to get to grow up in the America I got to grow up in. I want my kids to know what it means to live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. I want my kids to stand up proudly and put their hand over their heart when they say the Pledge of Allegiance, and we keep God in the Pledge of Allegiance. That is what this is about right now. It is about our future generations. It's not just about the next four years. It's about the next 40 years, about the next 80 years. It is, it's so vital, and, and I think every time I leave my house, it is so hard to leave my kids, and they cry every time I, I FaceTime home, but I'm doing this for them. And one day I know they'll be so proud that I got out there and fought for their grandfather and fought for this country and fought to keep America America. It's really what this is all about. Well, the last thing I want to echo your point, uh, and by the way, I met your kids. They're adorable. Um, very, very cute. And, um, and that is that some states' registration is ending. Now, we created an inter- interactive informational map on Hannity.com, how to register, how to, when early voting starts, where to, who's your congressional candidate, what if you want to vote absentee. It's all up there on Hannity.com, all 50 states. Uh, Laura Trump, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, sounds like you're going to be out on the road for the next uh, 21 days, and uh, we need every single person in every state to vote. We can stop this socialist onslaught. We can. But it, the American people, I'm only one vote. It's all hands on deck, so we appreciate all you're doing, and sorry that you and your family have to go through so much crap. And uh, I hope you develop the chip that I've developed over the years, which doesn't care what they think or say. It's actually a great that, chip. That's the only way. Yeah, I think I'm going to market it at some point. All right, Laura Trump, thank you. 800-941-SEAN is our number. And as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Our friend Sean Spicer, Devin Nunes, all coming up. Uh, we've got Marie in, well, let's go to Mark in, in Pennsylvania. I want to get an update in Pennsylvania. Uh, Trump rally going on there. Uh, are you going to the rally? Yeah, Sean. I'm taking my daughter, Alex, down. Um, I heard it was raining of- earlier. My, did I get a wrong no. report on that? Yeah, you got it wrong. Earlier this morning, it rained real heavy, but right now it is gorgeous going to be a beautiful okay. rally and i hope he stresses that uh fact that you said about the virus that everybody's going to get the same medication that he got and it's going to be free i mean i i didn't even hear that until you said about that today so i hope he stresses that get that out there and laura trump was right on the money about we need a fighter because the uh blues with integrity republicans that we have now you know oh what my gosh yeah, a lot, a lot of good not fighting did uh, Mitt Romney. A lot of good not fighting did John McCain. And, and I have no animus towards either one of them. I don't. I'm, I'm disappointed. In, I was disappointed in at the now-deceased Senator McCain. I, I've been disappointed in Mitt Romney. Everybody went to, to help him. They beat the crap out of him. We defended him. And you know what? You don't have to like Donald Trump's style, but look at what he's doing for the country. Um, anyway, well, I'm glad to hear uh, an updated weather report on that. Thank you for calling in. Have a great time with your daughter at the rally tonight. Be careful. 800-941-SEAN. Yeah, the president said everyone should have the same therapeutics your president got, and I'll get it to you in record time and for free. He did say that. Hi, right, 25 till the top of the hour. Three weeks from today, Election Day, USA. And uh, if you don't realize this is a tipping point, I don't know what I don't know. I don't have many more many more words to use at this point to convince you of the urgency. There's one thing that is is just we've got to deal with 
and I I don't I give people more credit the the people of this country than say the mob and the media does. They're not showing America Joe Biden's cognitive decline. They're not they're not questioning Joe Biden and pushing him. Okay, well you're going to pack the courts, Joe. What do you mean you're not going to answer? What do you mean they don't they don't deserve to know? Imagine if Donald Trump ever said that. They are not going to push him. Uh, where do you stand on statehood for D.C. and elsewhere? They're not going to push him on. Oh, amnesty uh, is the reason that you want Americans to pay for health care for 11, 15 million people, uh, because ultimately you view that as a huge, massive influx voting block for the Democratic Party. And that if these things are implemented, it will be the biggest power grab ever in, in 150 years where you, you basically in America then would have one party rule. They're going to let him get away with it. Now, the president at his rally, massive rally last night in Florida, responded to uh, the weak, frail, uh, the cognitively struggling, well, he's beginning to seem corpse-like, Joe Biden. If you may remember, I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon, the governor, okay? And I took him on. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. Sleepy Joe Biden. Not a nice guy, by the way, I have to be honest. Not a nice guy. You know, people say, oh, he's such a nice guy. He had a very bad day today. He had a very bad day. You saw what happened. If I ever had a day like he had today, they'd say it's over. It's over. We have somebody running who's not 100%. He's not 80%. He's not 60%. We can't have this. As a country, we can't have it. All right. But yeah, no, we can't have it. That is a good point. Anyway, joining us now, a uh, friend of the program, our friend Sean Spicer is back with us, former White House press secretary. Uh, and by the way, he kind of just stepped back into the White House briefing room with his own show uh, that he's now doing successfully on Newsmax. We're very proud of him. Uh, I had the honor of actually being one of his early guests. Uh, he's authored this new book. It's on Amazon.com bookstores everywhere. As of today, it's called Leading America, President Trump's Commitment to People and Patriotism and Capitalism. Uh, Mr. Spicer, I don't know. I, I think it's all because you did Dancing with the Stars. I think it just took your career and brought it to a whole new level. Where Whatever that green thing was that you wore with white pants, I can't believe you wore that. Dude, it's, I think it's still it's still there etched in the front of your head. Uh, that, Do you remember I, when you know, came on the show after, immediately afterwards? I said, listen, I don't usually give fashion tips. By the way, Linda's laughing, our, our producer, because I'm nobody to give fashion tips. The only thing you know, I'm, I'm so fashion... I, as I was getting ready to do that show with you, I thought, you know what? I've taken crap from my wife, my mom, my kids. <laughs> but I just don't want to hear it from Sean Hannity. <laughs> you know, listen, I give you credit because people don't know what a wicked sense of humor you have. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I will say, and you, and you know this about the president, um, and I know that there's so many people that have stuck knives in this guy's back. I mean, I've, I've never seen anybody scarred uh, like like President Trump is, but this is his passion. He lives this 24-7, 365, and what you see in terms of the guy that's out there fighting and getting things done, that that's who he is, 
And then nobody wants to talk about Joe, who's struggling mightily, uh, and I don't, and they don't even ask a question about it. Well, a couple things there. I think one, the guy has a sense of humor. I've had some of the best laughs I've had with him, uh, and so it's funny. funny. So many people, he, 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 when he tells a joke, I mean, it takes up the room. But you know, the other thing is, to your point, you just play these clips, Sean. I feel like the press is almost ashamed that they're asking questions. They're like, Mister Biden. We hate to bother you with this, but uh, would you be packing the court? And he's like, I'm not going to answer that. And they're like going, uh, sorry, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, let me come up with another softball uh, after your nap. It's unbelievable the embarrassment that the press corps has at asking him a perfectly reasonable, normal question about what his position is. You know, I mean, and this is so basic and fundamental and so different, by the way, than what, say, you've experienced or Sarah Sanders has experienced or now Kaylee McEnany uh, has experienced or, you know, any anybody that's ever done that job. I mean, I, I don't know how you would stood being a press secretary. I would go nuts in that job. I, I actually wish I could do it for like a day or two days, although they'd boycott the they'd boycott the session. It probably wouldn't <laughs> well, show the funny up. Thing is- you know, I remember one of my first days in in office. You came down to visit, and it was I like did, I the remember. press corps freaked. The press corps freaked out because Sean Hannity was in the press briefing room. What did this mean? I mean, they knelt down at the simplest things. But I'll tell you, writing these books has been like my version of therapy. It's a, it's allowed me to get out what's going on in journalism, how things have been covered, how this White House has changed things. It for me, that is my ability to sort of. Get it out because otherwise you're right. You don't if you don't have an outlet uh, when when this is going on, then you're going to either have a breakdown or go nuts uh, because the pressure and the intensity is there. And so for me, the outlet has been able to sort of put it that put pen to paper and write out and explain what's been going on. You, you know, through and and how the press corps covers things, why they cover what they do, why the president's able to do what he's able to do, and 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 that sort of been. The one relief that I have, at least, because, uh, you know, yeah, my relief is called uh, Tito's T.I.T.O.S. <laughs> uh, vodka, which, by the way, is American made down in uh, Texas. Texas. But uh, but, you know, look, look, I've done this such a long time and I can't give you a date or a time or a when that it kind of happened. But whatever switch is supposed to have that gives a that's supposed to care about what other people think about you. I don't I don't have that switch anymore. Let me ask you this, because we're three weeks from today is Election Day. And I know so many people get so deflated. They see the polls. You were there in 2016. We're seeing almost identical numbers and polling and methodology, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, at this point, you know, I think we're working with Matt Towery and John McLaughlin. I'm going to commission my own polls for the Sean Hannity radio show. Because I'm sick and tired of of reading polls that I know are total BS. You know, they're either heavily biased towards Democrats or it's registered voters, not likely voters, or they have so many different questions in there that no reasonable person will ever spend the time uh, to ever work with the pollster to get to the questions that matter anyway. And then there's a whole group of people that are not going to tell any pollster, any place, anywhere, any time that they're voting for Donald Trump. Yeah, all of those things are right, and that's the thing. But but look, here's the deal. You wouldn't see Nancy Pelosi talking about the 25th Amendment if they thought this race was as far ahead for them as the polls suggest. They're worried about it. They know it. Uh, and I think, frankly, at the end of the day, the Trump 
RNC ground and data operation game are what's going to keep this thing. I mean, the, the, this is what's going to take it over the top. The ability to knock on these doors, get the right people to the polls, get them to vote is crucial. The right people, and, and, by the way, is every single person listening to our voice right now, <laughs> our voices now. That's, a, that's the right that people. Everybody, but, but, Sean, it's all hands the, on deck. Played, you played the clip before. I don't think people understand. If Joe Biden wins, there's no question in my mind that he takes the Senate with him. That means for two years, for two years, unabated, they have the House, the Senate, and Biden. And so if you, if you, if I hear another person tell me about a tweet, and I go, for two years, we're going to gun it toward socialism. Um, and, and, and so if you don't get what it's at stake, not just you, but your colleagues, your friends, your coworkers, and explain to them, guys, for two years, you are going to wake up and not recognize what country we have left. So it is crucial that not only we get out and vote, but we make the case to everyone that we can, because I am tired of the excuses of I didn't like this tweet or I didn't like what was said. And I go, really? How did that tweet change your life? Because I know that, for instance, when the president cut your taxes, that allowed you to, you know, put a little bit more away, help for the kids, whatever it is. The president's policies are working. I think that's the strongest case yet, and I think one that I think the president's going to go out there. He's he, he he is like a machine. I mean, what we saw in uh, Sanford, Florida last night. I mean, I don't know how many people were there, but it looks like tens of thousands to me. I mean, the, the place was packed. Everywhere he goes, the place is packed. You have Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Uh, you know, they show up somewhere like fifty people show up, but <laughs> but you do have. Look, there is it's now become institutional. You have the media mob, which is 99 percent of the media. They just hate him every second minute hour of every day. They'll never report a good thing that Donald Trump does. Then you got the Democratic Party establishment. They hate all things Donald Trump. It's like Alka-Seltzer. They bubble fizz at the sight of him. And then you can add to that institutional list. You know, these never Trumper, but I'm I'm a Republican, Joe Scarborough types. And I don't you know, I just wish Joe would stop telling people he's a conservative. He's not. You can't be a conservative and vote for Joe Biden. You cannot do it. You can't be a conservative. You can't be a conservative like these guys in the Lincoln Project and support Chuck Schumer being the majority leader. They're trying to take out a Republican Senate. It's gone way beyond Donald Trump. But, Sean, I'm going to tell you this. The book that you mentioned at the top, Leading America, is out today. And the thing is, I walked through corporate America academia, Hollywood, big tech, all of them, and walk through the headwinds that conservatives face in each one of these industries and explain how and why it's happening. People, every time I give someone the book to pre-read as they were helping me, they have an aha moment. They go, I never understood why that happened the way it did. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Sean Spicer on the other side. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Your call's coming up. Devin Nunes coming up and much more. Look, I don't know why. Linda, you feeling the same thing I'm feeling? I like sleep now. I I pass out finally. We call it collapsing, but yeah, we collapse on our MyPillow. Yes. I literally collapse every night. That's what happens to me. As we continue with Sean Spicer, his brand new book is out, Leading America, President Trump's Commitment to People, Patriotism, and Capitalism. Answer your own question. How did you have all of these institutional forces align against one person? And when you really look at Trump's record, everything that he did as president is what he said he was going to do, which frankly to me is refreshing as somebody that's been doing this. I really must be nuts for 33 years. Because here's the deal. The one thing that Trump did is he didn't need or want them, right? And the problem is that if you are a member of big tech, if you are a member of big media, 
of corporate America, you're used to getting sucked up to by the top guys, you have both parties, to be honest with you. And the thing with Trump is he said, look, I'm going for a ride. I'm going to make America better. If you want to come, great. I could use your help, but I don't need you. And for all of these people who have huge egos and they were so used to being sucked up to, the president said, I don't need you anymore. You're glad to come with me, but here's the agenda. Here's how we're going to move the country forward. And as soon as they – and you see that all the time now, these, a lot of these foreign policy folks. The president has upended all of their work that they've done with their massive PowerPoint presentations and meetings in Geneva, and he said, we're getting the country back on the right track. And that undermines all of these folks, the think tanks and everywhere else, who spend a ton of time and a lot of money creating policies to do the same old thing all over again with different color-coded charts. Well, I think it's a great analysis. Uh, I just got my copy. I'm going to try and find some time between now and Election Day to get it read and talk more about it. Uh, Sean Spicer, former White House press secretary, new book out today, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, now bookstores everywhere. And it's called Leading America, the President, President Trump's Commitment to People, Patriotism and Capitalism. And it's all on the ballot in three short weeks. Uh, Sean Spicer, great to have uh, you back on the program. Best of luck, and and thank you for hosting me. And have I don't do many shows, by the way. You gave me, you got a and rare interview. My, uh, and it was my it, believe me, it was my <laughs> my honor to that. That was a big deal, and I appreciate your kindness. No, nah, I'm dumb teasing. You're you're a good friend, and I won't make All fun right. of the white pants and that that green <laughs> neon green whatever thing you were wearing that day. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna get your. You know, oh, my gosh. And I'm no one to give fashion own. tips except for my Tacovas boots. Own. I'm getting you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to burn it in my fireplace. That's where it's headed. Uh, all right, sir. Congratulations. 800 941 Sean. Toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right. News roundup information overload. What, three weeks from today is the day you are the ultimate jury. The stakes couldn't be higher. And we've got a weak and a frail and a cognitively compromised, seemingly walking around in a daze like a half a corpse, uh, Joe Biden and the media mob, of course, just like all things Democratic, radical, socialist. You know, they, they're they just ignoring these many, many lapses in Joe's memory. But it's our job to do their job, which is to remind you. The scale, the scale of the loss is staggering. I don't know whose phone that is, but the scale of the loss is staggering. It's been two months since Congress gave them that money. Introduce me. Okay. Am I on? Yes. Hey, good evening, Tampa. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. My name is Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over if you'd like to see help out. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. We choose truth over facts. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, The phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. It's not hypothetical. Why in God's name should someone who's clipping coupons in the stock market make, in fact, pay a lower tax rate than someone who, in fact, is, uh, like I said, a a school teacher and a firefighter? You may remember I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon. 
the governor, okay? You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. Ohio and Florida are two critically important states that are very close that uh, Trump won significantly the last two times. Uh, the guy's not all there. Nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to talk about it. But uh, they're so angry that Donald Trump sent out a tweet that offended them. Something horrible happened out uh, in Devin Nunes' district. I've actually been out there uh, the San, around the San Joaquin, Joaquin Valley area. Remember, I was out there doing a show on the Delta smelt. And uh, in order to protect a minnow fish that wasn't even on the endangered species list, is my understanding or my recollection, they would literally they wouldn't let farmers water their crops. And they had no farming out there. I think they still haven't resolved the issue. It's nuts. You know, all these wildfires we see out in California, there's actually a science, a science of forestry and forest management. And you got to get rid of the, the dead trees and the brush, and you got to do controlled burns. There's, there's ways to prevent tragedies like this. And uh, anyway, that's the craziness in California. And it was so, uh, I think it was last night, uh, Devin Nunes, he happened to have some guy that lived in a, 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 he had a trailer home and has a big get the facts and supporting Devin Nunes for Congress. Uh, well, guess what? That mobile home w- with his sign on it was set on fire last night. And thankfully, no one was injured. Uh, Devin Nunes, do you think it was because of your picture, your name, support for you that this happened? Thanks for having me, and thanks for your attention to the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, So this is actually the third fire in two weeks. So about five miles away from that location, we had a farmer that put up a haystack and put a sign on it with a Trump sign. That got burnt down a couple weeks ago. And then the farmer got ticked off and said, you know, I'm going to make it even bigger. So he made it like four times the size. He put even bigger signs and Trump signs and uh, stacked it all up. That burnt down Saturday night. Uh, and then the arsonist went just a few miles down the road and burnt, burnt up this uh, mobile home. Thankfully, nobody was, was in it. So, uh, you know, the bottom line is this, Sean, that if this was a Democrat or if this was a one of, the, you know, any Democrat in California or presidential campaign, uh, this would be Trump arsonist, you know, crazy, fascist, burning down Biden signs. Uh, but look, you hardly hear a peep from the media. I mean, you hear, you hear almost nothing. When, as you, you know, as you well know, I've been targeted uh, by these lunatics for the last four years for outing them on their Russian hoax. And well, so, all of you know, this look, came true. And to... by the way, I want to promote the fact you're in California's 22nd district. You have been out there leading the way and exposing the the nexus between the mob and the media, which is the 99 percent that hate you and hate me, and they certainly hate the president more than anybody. Um, you're the one that you know. Just almost single-handedly at times told us the truth while your fellow Californian that wants to apparently get rid of the Electoral College, uh, the compromised, corrupt, uh, congenital liar, Adam Schiff, lied the whole time. You have a brand new pamphlet out. It's called The Countdown to Socialism, which, by the way, I mean, is has been unbelievably successful. And people, I think, can get it at your website and also on Amazon. Now, everything that we've learned, every single thing that we ever reported about Christopher Steele, Hillary Clinton, Strzok, Page, Comey and company, McCabe and the rest, is all now proven to be true. Hillary Clinton concocted the whole 
Russia hoax narrative. The FBI and and the president was briefed by the CIA. We know that the subsource, the FBI, knew to be a Russian operative for over a decade. And they still use that dirty dossier to spy on a president and first a, a presidential campaign. Well, Sean, that's uh, one of the reasons why I wrote Countdown to Socialism. It's very, very short. You can read it in one sitting, and it's made to pass along. So you'll learn some new stuff that maybe people didn't know, but it's made to pass on to those folks that maybe don't read, maybe they've been living under a rock for the last four years. And sadly, I actually I wrote this over Fourth of July, um, just kind of getting all my thoughts together. And I call it Countdown to Socialism because that's where we're headed if people don't get out and vote and ensure that Donald Trump gets a second term. And one of the things I talked about there in there is the violence. And little did I know that that violence would manifest itself right here in my district. You know, this, this is an area that doesn't have a lot of liberals. We're three hours from Sacramento, three hours from Hollywood. So you know, I don't know who's out here doing this, but clearly it's orchestrated and targeted. Um, you know, and I know our local sheriff is trying to get to the bottom of it, but I write about this in my book. I didn't know I was going to be predicting it for myself and my own campaign. You know, I mean, it's so sad. I feel bad now. Is, is they started any fund for this person? Does he have fire insurance to get a new home? Yeah, they, he has insurance. Well, it's actually two different people. So there's one farmer with the hay bales. And I should say, Sean, uh, they're resilient. So, so look, Haystack got burnt down. A week later, the second haystack gets burnt down. Yesterday, they went out and they bought, they brought in three of those big 40-foot sea trains. They put two and stacked one on top of it. They put my signs all over it. Trump signs are actually going to put flags, and they're going to put a generator and put lights on it. So these farmers are not going to be deterred. And then the second farmer is the one that had a had these uh, couple of mobile homes. And the, the dangerous part was is one that they, they burnt down was empty, but the one next door had a family living in it. And, and the, 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 think of how asinine this is. You mentioned the fires that we've had here in California. They're still burning. You know, we put more carbon in the air than what we put in in probably a decade here in California. And, you know, these people are so worried about global warming, you know, they only worry about it until they can, you know, unless they have to set a fire my signs or President Trump's signs. That's how ridiculous they are. So the polls look an awful lot like 2016, and I know that people contact me and they're very worried. And I said, if you're worried, then mobilize yourself and your friends and your family and your coworkers and get your ass out and vote. Um, but they look awfully similar to what we saw in 2016. Uh, we're talking about razor-thin margin victories in states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and Florida. Um, how do you see the campaign this time? Well, look, I can only speak for what I've seen. I see here in California, and you know, granted, you know, every <laughs> by the way, California. what I see in California scares the hell out of me. But go ahead. But 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 this is why I bring this up, Sean. Uh, four years ago, you couldn't find a Trump sign, you couldn't find a Trump banner, and everybody knows Trump's not campaigning out here. Uh, all the polls have Trump down by more than what he was down to Hillary Clinton, okay, from four years ago. But I will tell you, you see Trump signs, Trump flags, and these aren't ones that the Trump campaign's giving away, right? If you're in California, you have to actually buy them because the Trump campaign's not, you know, not running the campaign here. Uh, you see, we had just every Saturday, we have, we have these parades with hundreds and hundreds of cars. I'm talking about all over the state. And so, you know, look, I just don't believe the polls. I don't. I just don't believe it. I mean, you know, and, and I think you're exactly right. One of the things they're trying to do, 
They're telling their voters, Democrats, get out, get these ballots, get them in. Uh, and our voters are reluctant to put them in the mail. But I will tell you, you've got to go get your ballot, get your neighbor's ballot, whatever, whatever's legal in your state. Here in California, it's crazy because you can just go harvest ballots. But get them to the elections office. Take them so they can vote at the elections office. We can't be afraid. They're trying to suppress our votes, right? That's why they're lighting you know, my signs on fire and the president's signs on fire. They're doing that to send a message to, to farmers and people who live in rural areas. We'll come and attack you, too. That's what this is about. It's about voter suppression. So you said it exactly right. People have to get out, get their votes in, don't listen to what the news is saying, because I can just tell you there is a lot of excitement out here for President Trump. I'm not, I'm not Pollyanna about it. He's not going to win California. But, man, you, you couldn't find a Trump sign four years ago. And Kevin, Kevin McCarthy told me that 18 days after Election Day, they're still going to count votes out in California. Yeah, that's right. Come on, that so can't be possible. Member, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, we we and look, that's what they're trying to to make happen in all these these blue states. That's why you see these ballots going out in, in New York, New York State, and Pennsylvania. They're trying to follow the California model, which also tells me that they don't believe their polls either, right? If they believed, you have to you have to remember at the two polls that came out a couple weeks ago after the debate. Uh, one was NBC, the other one was CNN, and one had, I think, 14 points that Biden was ahead by. The other had 16 points. Let's just back up. I saw that, and I said, what on earth? And I thought that nobody's won by this, this, this margin in modern history. And so you, know, you go back, you have to basically think that Biden, an avatar, as you said, and Harris, an apparatchik who's never really won for anything, had to bow out of the race for, for president because she was going to get last place in Iowa. You have to actually believe that they're going to do better than Ronald Reagan in 1984. They're going to do better than, than, uh, than John F. Kennedy did. They're going to do better than or LBJ did. You have to think they're going to do better than FDR in the height of the Depression. That's what they're saying the Biden-Harris ticket is going to get. If you believe CNN and NBC, that's what they're going to get. This, is just, this race is over and Trump is dead. I just don't believe that Biden and Harris are more popular. But why would they stop than, now? Think about this. They got, they got away with lying on Russia, Russia, Russia for three and a half years. And, and people like you and me and my ensemble cast on radio and TV, we expose truth. And why would they stop lying now? I, I, I totally agree with you, Sean. That's why if you would have told me two years ago, but for, you know, even four years ago, well, look, you, know, you get the real clear average of politics, you know, the polls, and you get averages. Look, I can't believe that anymore. I just, just like I told you, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I'm sorry, Biden and Harris are not Ronald Reagan. Um, did they ever get water to the farmers with the Delta smelter issue or no? Well, you know that that's still a fight. It's still in the courts. But Donald Trump came out here uh, to the San Joaquin Valley, and this is where, you know, this is the state where, you know, he's not going to win. He knows he's not going to win, but he's actually paid quite a bit of attention to California. He came out not once, twice, but three times, Sean, uh, and he has ordered things done. He's, re- he's reordered the science. So for the first time in half of a century, we actually got a slight increase in water. Not, not everything we need, but a slight increase in water, and the president has ordered more to get done. The day after President Trump came here in February, last February of this year, Governor Newsom went to court to sue to block what the Trump administration was trying to do. And, you know, that's one of the things I write about in Countdown to Socialism, Sean. If people think this stuff can't actually happen, it really can. 
San Francisco, the peninsula, if they didn't have the water, the same water that comes through the San Joaquin Valley that comes from the Sierra Nevada mountain range, they'd be out of water in just a matter of weeks. The same goes for Los Angeles. So these fools in Sacramento and the left are literally running their own people out of water. If something bad happened, you know, we're a lot like Saudi Arabia here. You know, you have parts of this, this state that don't have any water. I, I got to run, but that's called the preview of coming attractions in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's America. God forbid. Uh, it's called the Countdown to Socialism. It's a pamphlet, like the great pamphleteer Thomas Paine, Hannity.com, Amazon.com by Congressman Devin Nunes. He's the one that actually told us the truth about the Russia hoax, not the other guy. Uh, all right, sir, thank you. 800-941-SHAWN. We'll get to your calls next. No, they don't deserve to know. Can you imagine Donald Trump ever giving that answer? No, you don't deserve to know the answer to packing the Supreme Court. He already wants amnesty for illegal immigrants, free health care you will pay for for people that don't respect our laws, our sovereignty. I mean, it's unbelievable. Statehood, D.C., Electoral College, biggest power grab ever. 800-941-SHAWN is our toll-free telephone number. One thing that is going on, I will tell you, Amy Coney Barrett, if you haven't had a chance to watch any, any length of time today, has been outstanding. I mean, to watch her... Uh, deal with these these Democratic senators. I mean, no matter how many ways they've gone at her, she has calmly and smoothly and intellectually eviscerated them. There is what we call the Ginsburg rule, which is uh, no hints, no previews, no forecasts from a nominee at a hearing. And then Amy Coney Barrett's promised, she said, uh, nothing to anybody and will not comment, just like Justice Ginsburg, uh, on w- how she might rule on any issue. Not at all. Now, there is a group called the Judicial Crisis Network. They came out with an ad, and then we'll play Amy Coney Barrett invoking what is well now known as the Ginsburg Rule. Democrats are attacking Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett because she promised to support their political agenda. But she is following the Ginsburg Rule. For me to address. I think I have to avoid responding to hypotheticals. A rule top Democrats support. There is a, a grand tradition that I support that you can't ask a judge who's nominated for a, or a potential judge who's nominated for a judgeship about a specific case. A rule their standard bearer supports. You not only have a right to choose what you will answer and not answer, but in my view, you should not answer of what your view will be. A rule followed by every current Supreme Court justice. Sir, I can't issue advisory opinions. I can't engage in a question that involves my property. So when Democrats attack Judge Barrett. I can't answer a question like that. I can't give you an advisory opinion. I won't answer that question with that degree of specificity. I can't say at this time. Do you agree with this particular point of Justice Scalia's view that the U.S. Constitution does not afford gay people the fundamental right to marry? Um, Senator Feinstein, as I said to Senator Graham at the outset, if I were confirmed, you would be getting Justice Barrett, not Justice Scalia. So I don't think that anybody should assume that just because Justice Scalia decided a decision a certain way that I would, too. But I'm not going to express a view on whether I agree or disagree with Justice Scalia for the same reasons that I've been giving. 
you know, Justice Ginsburg, um, with her characteristic pithiness, used this way, this to describe um, how a nominee should comport herself at a hearing. No hints, no previews, no forecasts. Um, that had been the practice of nominees before her, but everybody calls it the Ginsburg rule because she stated it so concisely, and it's been the practice of every nominee since. So I can't, um, and I'm sorry to not be able to, to embrace or disavow Justice Scalia's position, but I really can't do that on any point of law. Which, by the way, I mean, it has to be that way. Otherwise, what, we're going to have a litmus test on, uh, on where do you stand on Roe v. Wade? Where do you stand on, they call it ACA? By the way, and, you know, everyone's saying that Republicans don't want to take on health care. Obamacare, every promise made with Obamacare was a failure. Every single one. Millions of our fellow Americans, maybe many of you listening to me, did you lose your doctor? Did you, use, did you lose your plan? Are you saving on average as a family $2,500 a year? Because millions lost doctors, millions lost plans, and we're all paying around 200% more in terms of premiums. And there's fully 40% of the country, just shy of 40% of the entire country, has one Biden-Obamacare exchange option. And that's it. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to our busy phones here. Ohio, Chris is standing by. Chris, we need the Buckeye State three weeks from today. Will you be there for us? You got it. You got it. Sean, what a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. That's uh, oh, all I mine. Thank to you. Say, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I get so frustrated. I love this country, and, I, and I'm a constitutionalist, but I, something's got to change. The, the corruption's terrible. I, I truly believe they could have a video of Biden, Hillary, and Obama robbing a bank. They come out with hostages, and Chameleon Harris is driving the, 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 the getaway car. They could have video of it, and nothing would happen to them. Nothing. And it's, it's so frustrating. I can't imagine, no matter what they uncover, and Trump wins, and, and they bring out the Durham report, n- nothing's going to happen to these people. And, and I'm hoping to hear from you that you're going to tell me, Chris, it's going to get handled. Look, I, I don't know if it's going to get handled. I'll be honest. I mean, I think if Donald Trump is reelected, we're going to get to the bottom of everything. It has taken way too long on every single issue. But I think it, people have got to have the urgency that is necessary for a guaranteed win for the president. And that means the people of Ohio are critical. The people in Georgia and North Carolina and Florida, you are all critical. Arizona, you're critical. Nevada is critical. Uh, Iowa is is critical. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, you're, it's, it's critical. Maine, too, New Hampshire, all critical. Because their stated policies... And on top of all of the corruption that they've dragged this country through um, is is just a preview of a disaster for this country in every way imaginable. And and there's there's no ambiguity about this. Everybody I talk to, they're talking about it. The media mob, they're protecting Joe. They we see the cognitive decline. Look, how long have you listened to my show, Chris? Do you know about how long? Uh, well, since 98. Okay, since 1990. So you know me pretty well, right? Yes, sir. If I was struggling cognitively, do you think you'd pick up on that? Oh, we'd pick it up right away. Right. Right Probably there are days you can say Hannity's a little off today. He's distracted, right? You probably are. I mean, radio's such an intimate medium. People, and, and I have my best friends, they'll tell me. You know, I try to stay fully focused at all times of the day and 
I have a very regimented schedule. I have very, very, very specific times that I read and I study and I do it alone so I can prepare for this program and prepare for TV. And I do writing and I'm reading and writing and reading and writing all day long. Well, that um, segues into my next comment, if you don't mind yeah, me telling you something. Go right ahead. Uh, you, your book is tremendous. And I, Thank and, you. And i got to tell you something. How I got the book was kind of unique. I was watching you in June or July when you, when you brought on the Berna, uh, that, the, that company that puts out By the that, way, uh, it's B-Y-R-N-A, and I'm, I'm just a customer. I, I didn't invest in the company. I have no financial interest in the company. But I will tell you, uh, it, they have... They have created something that i think is going to save a lot of lives help police departments around the world and it's an alternative to just having the one option which is a a pistol uh, uh, that a police officer carries well i think it's the future but here's the kind of company they are and they told me this they said it was unsolicited from you you just went on and because you you found a good product well i ordered one after watching your show they sent me a, an email and they said you know we're backed up because of the the tremendous uh sales they had because of your show and they said but what we want to do for you because you're going to if you don't mind waiting we're going to send you sean's new book when it's released so i got a brand new book of yours that was signed by you and you know with and i'm still going to get oh that's awesome i thought they treated me great and i said you know what if i mean if you're sponsoring them or not sponsoring but if you if you recommend them i'll tell you what happened they they apparently and I, i mentioned it on tv and radio one day and one night and apparently they had more sales than they'd ever had in like the previous two years. And I, I and they want to fulfill their, their orders. Um, they literally, because I really believe in the product. I'm a customer. I'm, I, I bought it on my own. And I just, I, I wanted to meet the guy. And I said, how did you think of this? Did you, have you finally gotten your burner yet? No, it, it's due any day now. But I think that's you're going to love it. Of- of, of law enforcement. I mean, to some degree, it's going to be a, at least a, uh, instead of uh, having a gun as the option, I think that's going to be a great. I'll put it up on Hannity.com, but let me tell you what it does. Now, I, I'm not a fan of um, what do you call the, the You know, those taser guns that police have. Number one, that's a close quarter weapon. In other words, you can't hit somebody from 15 feet away. All right. So for police officers that find themselves um, in a situation where somebody that they they need to arrest that could be a danger to the community i think they need non-lethal options now i've been big into firearms my whole life i have everyone i have a collection thanks to henryusa.com they are a sponsor and what i've what i have done is i i have my burner and what it does is it shoots projectiles of two pepper sprays and tear gas and it incapacitates an intruder now Let's say it's a situation where you, you, you're not sure somebody invades your house, but you don't want to pull out your shotgun. Or maybe you have your shotgun, but you have your burner. It will incapacitate somebody. But if, if a cop makes a mistake, it's not lethal. You don't kill somebody. And at least it gives them an option. Now, with, with the burner I have, I have a laser on mine, and I can literally hit, I can hit the target from you know, 30 plus feet away. And it gives you an option that is non-lethal. And I like having that option, especially for somebody that, you know, maybe, maybe for some reason you're just afraid of a fire. I know plenty of people afraid of firearms. Uh, so I like it as an alternative. Um, <clears throat> I think you're going to love it. Let me know what you think when you get it. Okay.
I will do that. Well, I wanted to tell you, thank you for taking my call. You're a patriot, and God bless you. All right, my friend. God bless you. 800-941-SEAN. Went long there. Uh, all right, let's go to Don Lake Ronkonkoma. What's up, Big Don? How are you, sir? Hey, Captain Hannity. Permission to come aboard. Permission granted, and uh, thank you so much for your beautiful woodwork again. Uh, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and that, that's we've been friends now for many years, and you sent oh, me the years. nicest gifts. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm watching the, uh, the hearings today, and I sense the Democrats' frustration with Coney Barrett. Her devotion to the law and the Constitution and the uh, fundamentals of uh, originalism. Uh, she's not going to be trapped into uh, gotcha quest- questions. And they seem to be uh, obsessed with the Affordable Care Act and, and taking away the Second Amendment. And uh, it, it's, it's really incredible to watch Slahey and uh, Durbin and Feinstein. The other thing is, is they're trying to redefine, if you notice, what it means to pack the court. Oh, yeah. Packing the court is not a president doing his constitutional duty when there's a vacancy on the court and and appointing a nominee. That would actually yep. be what 29 other presidents have done in presidential election years. You know, um, Sean, Sean yeah. with every question she's asked, she's defending the freedom of speech and religion, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. You know what? When this vote finally comes in, I'm, can we conclude that if the Democrats vote against uh, uh Amy Coney Barrett, they're voting against the Constitution, they're voting against uh, the rule of law, they're voting against the Bill of Rights. Let me tell you right now, if Joe Biden, God forbid, were to win this election in three weeks, I guarantee you that he would pack the courts, I guarantee you it's amnesty for all, I guarantee D.C. statehood and and other statehood, Uh, I guarantee you that it will be the biggest power grab we've seen in 150 years, and it's not going to end well. His no. stated policies will destroy the economy. And, and to be honest, I don't think he's in any condition to be the president of the United States. He doesn't have the strength, the stamina, the mental alertness, acuity, the cognitive ability to do the job. And the, liber- and the left knows it, and the mob and the media knows it. They just won't say it. So big choice. Correct. All right, my friend, Don, you're the best. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things uh, up for today. Let not your heart be troubled. Hannity tonight, set your DVR, 9 Eastern, Fox News. Uh, the architect, Carl Rove, breaks us down three weeks out of these, this, the tipping point election of all tipping point elections. Dr. Ronnie Jackson, he's just saying it. Joe doesn't look well like he's up to the job. Well, at least somebody's telling the truth. Senator Marsha Blackburn on the horrific treatment of Amy Coney Barrett, uh, Katie Pavlich, Sarah Sanders, Dan Bongino, Greg Jarrett, Set Your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox. We'll see you then. Thanks for being with us. Our 20-day countdown starts tomorrow. We'll see you then.